Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. My name is Zach. I'm here with Laura. Let's talk about March Madness. We started a group for people who wanted to enter their brackets and see who would win. And you know what? We have our own, like officially, we have our own power couple in the Marriage Therapy Radio land. Jesse and Allie are at the top of the board. They played fantasy football with us. They, I think they won that league too. It's insane. But um, Jesse's number one. Allie's currently in third place. Also a dude named Christopher, who's doing great. Uh, a bunch of other folks. Our friend Craig is in here. Uh, I am not doing great. My teams are terrible. I am near the bottom, but I am ahead of Laura's random bracket that I randomly created for her. So that's good. And then, of course, in very last place is the bride of my youth. Rebecca entered a bracket and uh, picked all her teams based on just kind of who she thought she felt pretty good about. And uh, and her bracket is terrible. But um this is a lot of fun. We got uh, the second week coming up here after the release of this episode, which it's actually pretty timely. We are talking this week. Uh, Laura's got this idea about how do you become good at anything, really? Um, we're talking about amateur basketball, but she's talking about going pro, um, whether it's in triathlete or basketball or whatever it is you're interested in. We, of course, are talking about how do you go pro as a couple, as a relationship person. So we bat some ideas around. She's got a little list and I have some ideas on that. And as always, this is a very cool conversation. Stick around. What's shaking? Well, I'm feeling a little bit better now that we have okay. been talking to each other for 45 minutes and we're not going to use that audio. I have finished now my third cup of coffee. I'm not <laughs> sleeping well. I am not. I'm sorry about it's that. It's the dogs. It's the dogs. I, I, I have no, uh, uh no comment. <sighs> You know, it hurt when you sent the pictures. <laughs> what do you do? Hold on. I have to ask. I have to ask the listeners. What do you do in this situation? Yeah. Go ahead and just talk back to your radio uh, when Laura asks you this question. Yeah. Just, yeah. just which, speak it into there. Which camp are you in? You can send an email and be like, I'm on this, this side. So Zach comes mm-hmm. to stay for free, mm-hmm. by the way. He stays in my guest room for free. Oh, this, we're going to load this up. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see where you're. Okay. How many days did so, you say? Three nights? Three nights. Three nights. Four very long days. <laughs> Just kidding. 
Just kidding. I have this new puppy, right? Puppy is like in month four, month five, something like that. And mm-hmm. it has been, she's a really sweet dog, but she's a wiener dog. And it's, I've had snow outside and anywho, the potty training is not going well at all. Mm-mm. So, nope. uh, and it just so happens that her favorite place to go potty is right outside Zach's guest room door or inside or inside his guest room. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I think maybe the previous owners had dogs and they had previously marked, but anyway, that's her. Or she was marking her territory, her favorite spot, defending herself against me. And everybody knows that puppies have teeth and what do they do with mm-hmm. those teeth? They chew mm-hmm. up your shoes. Yeah. Yeah. So when you, when you sent me a picture of, I feel like I'm processing, I need to, I need to process this. When you sent me the picture of where Smidge had eaten Pictures. away. Yep. At your rainbow yeah. sandals and your, what were those? Your Hobbit shoes? My Merrill, yeah. my Merrill, um, moccasins. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I felt a whole lot of shame and guilt and I'm mm-hmm. wondering how someone might, how would you respond to this? Because it's kind of been sitting that my mm-hmm. the only appropriate response would be, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. How can mm-hmm. I make this right? That is, that's the yeah. thing that I, I don't think I said that because I was in a, you I was it. in a bit of a shame spiral. <laughs> yeah. But I've been thinking that is the response that I wanted. And then I think there's also sort of the people pleaser response, which is, and that the, a piece of this came up for me as well is mm-hmm. I'll replace your shoes. How much do I owe you? What can I do? Like I will send, mm-hmm. I'll send you money. What size are you? I, I will shop. I'll do whatever mm-hmm. it takes to make this right. So mm-hmm. w- instead, all I responded with, do you remember what I said? Oh, you said, um, oh my gosh, it's so embarrassing. Yep. I'm so sorry. You know, something just, like I'm that. so yeah. sorry. Okay. Yeah. So what would you have liked to have heard? what response would have been right for you? That was totally fine. That was exactly, that was exactly fine. Was I also sent it to you like in jest, tongue in cheek. Yeah. I was like your butthole dog, you know, totally. like I wasn't like, um, and if you had offered to pay for my shoes, I would not have let you yeah. like, it doesn't, it's not a thing, but, um, but would it have felt good to you to have me follow up with what can I do to make it right? Because all I did was sort of the first part of the apology, which is the yeah. acknowledgement of, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, but I didn't, I, I don't think it was a complete apology because I was missing the, how can I make it right piece? Yeah. Yeah. I think I, th- it's hard because I don't think I was looking for that, but I think, I think it, I think I, mm, in that case, had you done that, I would have, I think I would have felt my own shame. Like I just made her feel Oh my bad. gosh. No, like, no, Laura, I'm not going to let you pay for my shoe. Like, I think I would have kind of gone that direction, mm. but I do like the theory. I, I do like what you're proposing mm-hmm. the idea of like, sort of repairing completely mm-hmm. or escalating mm-hmm. the repair. Like, um, I'm really glad you didn't come back with, well, I told you to close the door because. Oh my gosh, that would have been a defensive response, right? Yeah. But your big dog opens the door. I know. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't matter if I close the door, the dogs, the dogs just run the whole house. Yeah, There's nothing, there's so. nothing from a knee level down. Uh, anywhere in the home. Uh, yeah, like so, I mean, take it, it would have off. They go on the kitchen <laughs> counter. I mean, the only <laughs> thing I would have had to do is either put, put my shoes way up in the air or just leave them in my bag. But actually I left some stuff in my and bag Smidge and the dog it. like went in my bag. Yeah. I found your toothbrush on the ground. 
Yeah. Oh man, I, know. I don't, I can't do it. Man. I know it's, I, I, there's a level of guilt that I have because uh, my husband reminds me daily of, of what a bad decision getting, getting the dog is. And <laughs> I, I really appreciate this because I actually saw a meme on a social media thing and it was basically like a beautiful picture of my dog, right. At like age mm-hmm. three. And then it basically mm-hmm. says, anything from zero months to like 24 months. And it's a picture of like a, uh, just like a T-Rex. And that's kind of what like puppies are is they're just like big assholes for the first two years and you have to get over it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I have something that I really do want to talk about. We can get to it, but are we going to figure out this March, March madness thing? It's okay. I, I, I've come to, I've, I've made peace with it. You have. I, yeah, I, I filled out a bracket for you basically is what happened. I think that's the smartest asked, thing to do. Yeah. I, I asked the internet, the Instagram and some people that like played fantasy football with mm-hmm. us and to, to, to fill out March madness brackets for marriage therapy radio. So we could have like a little sticky thing that we do for the whole month. Right. And I was like, you want to play? And you're like, that is not my favorite. I was like, do you sure you don't want to play? I'll make it really easy for you. And you're like, I don't want to lose at things. And then uh-huh. like, you never said no. Mm-hmm. And so I had to keep like, <laughs> like, like a puppy, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. like, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> do you think, do you, <laughs> and then I finally just decided I'm just going to fill out a bracket for you. It's totally random. The computer flipped coins. So you just went just around, see. you went around and yeah. you just pushed your way through to get what you I wanted. didn't do it. I just hit a button called autofill okay. and it said completely random. So your bracket is totally random. And if I win, I'm going to still brag about it. And if I lose, I'm going to be really sad. But for the record, who had a a winning winningest record for fantasy football between the two of us? I don't. It remember. was me, guys. It was me. <laughs> okay, hold on. But I think this is a really good. What do you call it? Object lesson. Oh, look at you. I know. I listen from time to time. <laughs> Okay. I think this is a really good object lesson, which is you reached out to me so many times pushing this like March madness, March madness. And I'm I'm kind of disappointed that I didn't say no from the get go. Like I wasn't clear and firm in, I'm not interested in this. This, I, I do not want to do March madness because I literally, in your heart you were. You were clear and firm in my heart. I was clear and firm, but I was, I don't know why I was being so gentle with you. That's a, that's a rare moment between the two of us. Um, and I, I will say being gentle by not saying no is not the appropriate response. Like that, what ended up happening was because I was talking about sex. Like you have to be clear on your yeses and clear on the podcast. podcast. Yeah. Previous episodes, clear on your yeses and clear on your nose. Because that is actually a gift to you, Zach. But I wasn't. Mm-hmm. You said I was like, <laughs> like, what do you? No, yeah. 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 And I, I think that that was unfair to you. And it was annoying for me because I was, I was not giving you a clear definitive. I'm not interested. Stop asking me. Mm-hmm. This is a no. I just kept giving you these responses of kind of the wishy-washy ask me again later. Maybe I'll say yeah. yes. I should have been like, well, your dogs ruined my shoes. You so owe me. You owe me this. <laughs> anyway, object lesson. Next time Zach asks me to do something, I'm going to be clear and firm. No. And that's yeah, going to be a right gift on. to you. So you can stop worrying about Thank it. Thank you so much. So I can scratch it off my that's list. Right. Look, I started today's meeting with a list and I've already been able to scratch off like four things. I so appreciate that. I also have a list because I wanted to talk about something in particular, uh, sort of okay. in a broad, broad way, but I want broad way, but I wanted you to think about 
it in the context of marriage. Hey friends, I just wanted to remind you about our upcoming uh, seven principles workshops. You have two options. You can uh, do it on a weekend. We have one coming up in the spring, a couple more coming up between now and the end of the year. Um, or Laura has her weekly uh, workshop series that's gonna go on, I think they're on Wednesday nights. We got some really great feedback from the folks that uh, hung out with us last month. And I'll just let you hear from them directly because while it was cool for me to hear from them about their experience, I think you would enjoy it too. My husband and I took Zach and Laura's Seven Principles course a few weekends ago. And I just wanna say that in those nine hours, I was blown away by their authenticity and sharing um, and also the way that they highlighted so many things uh, that are important and that we're continuing to work on. I mean, one of the key lessons was telling your partner what you need. And we did a short exercise that really showed that incredibly well. Um, they also taught us that people's love maps change over time. You know, you get married and you think this person is this way. And then 20 years later, you, you haven't taken the time to get to know them. So that was really impactful. Um, and I think the some of the a surprise was just the way that they, Zach and Laura opened up to us, you know, so we really felt like we were in the room with them, even though it was over Zoom. So thank you for an amazing course. I would highly recommend it to anybody. Um, we live in Philadelphia, but couples came from all over and it was a lot of fun to, to meet them too. So definitely recommend taking this course. So again, it doesn't matter if you've been married for 30 years or engaged, the principles that you learn in the workshop will strengthen every relationship. Sign up for an upcoming workshop at marriagetherapyradio.com. Again, you can do a weekend intensive with Laura and I, or you can join Laura's weekly group that starts in April, and then that will run throughout the rest of the, the year as well. Okay, back to our very cool conversation. Here's what I was thinking about. If you want to be really good at starting something new, like picking up a new hobby or like for me, example, a year ago, I decided I want to be really good at exercising. So I'm going to become a triathlete. That's what my husband calls okay. it. I'm really the best at exercising. Um, okay. Or, you know, I want to learn how to, I want to learn a new language or I want to learn how to play the guitar. What do you need to do in order to be successful? Like what is, what are the habits or the tips mm. that I can give you in order to be really successful at taking on something as a new priority in your life? Make sense? We're on board. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Number one. Oh, you have a list. I, have a list. I made a list. Okay. I came prepared. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Number one. All right, good. Number one. I'm ready. Is do not do this in isolation. So if okay. you have a new hobby that you want to take on or you decide that this is going to be a new priority of mine, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. I'm going to learn how to play the guitar. I'm going to become a triathlete. Find your people. Do not do this in isolation. Mm -hmm. Okay. So okay. Um, when I decided, okay, how can I put this? As a triathlete, there's three sports, right? There's swimming, there's running, and there's biking. I mm -hmm. do not have people for swimming and biking, but I, and my strongest sport is running, 
because I have a running sport or a running group, Mm -hmm. I have a coach and then I have an accountability Mm -hmm. group that I meet with. There is no way Mm -hmm. Laura Heck is going to get out on a Saturday and run 10 to 12 miles by herself. Mm -hmm. There's no way I can run four miles on a Monday on my treadmill, but I need that group to while you're watching Grey's Anatomy. hundred percent. I'm back onto Grey's Anatomy. It was, uh, I was off of it. And then my, my son knows he wanted to have some screen time. This is me. Try to get out, but they just pull, they pull me, me back, back in, in and I start right back at the beginning. I'm on yeah. season two. You said a word that, um, that I think is part of this for me. Like when you talk about finding your people or doing, doing it and not in isolation, I'm like, mm, not for me. I'm an introvert. I'm all about isolation. Like I want to learn this, but I think you said a word that is, is, is the important part of your, your point, And that's accountability. Mm-hmm. Like you got to be accountable. You're accountable to your group. Um, if I'm going to learn how to play the guitar, I'm going to tell somebody and be like, Rebecca, I'm going to learn how to play guitar. Okay. Um, I'm not going to ask her to sit down and play guitar with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am going to be on the hook, um, in whatever way I decide I do this. Um, <laughs> you're not on Facebook, but, um, I, on Facebook, every Thursday I post updates about my goals that nobody reads. So <laughs> like, I am on Facebook, but I'm not seeing those pop up. So I don't know if maybe I've yeah. unfriended you along the way. <laughs> I don't oh, know. That's sweet. Yeah. Um, no, but I have like, this is how many meters I'm going to do in my rower okay. between in March, you know? And so this is your way of trying to rope people in. It's my way of being accountable yeah. and not being in isolation. So I'm, I'm basically, I'm <clears throat> affirming your number one. Yes. I think if you're going to get good at something, mm-hmm. you can't do it in secret. Like, uh-huh. because then like, what if you decide to quit? Okay. So what if you decide to quit? So I, I think that there's nobody knows there's kind of a half-ass accountability that occurs, which is, mm-hmm. Hey, uh, I'm going to do 2000 meters on my rower this week. And And, but nobody's paying attention. Nobody's following up. Mm -hmm. But I think what I'm really saying is you have your group of people and you say, I'm going to do 2000 meters this week. Will you circle back with me on Friday? Uh, when I still have Mm -hmm. Saturday and Sunday and just check in with me and say, Hey, how, how, how's the rowing going? Um, I have one person who does that one person who's like, Hey man, I haven't like, what's up with your meters. You seem like you're not on the pace. Uh Like if you're going to (laughs) get, so, okay. I, it makes me think about my buddy, uh, Tom, which I've talked about. You've mentioned like he's, he's my BFF Mm -hmm. and Tom is an introvert. This is true. He does a lot of things in isolation, but one thing that he's really good at is when he's ready to embark on a new journey, a new goal or a new uh, thing that he's focused on, he shares it with the people that he loves. And I know that the moment that it comes out of my dear, sweet introvert's mouth, it has already been committed to. So the fact Mm. that he's saying it out loud is like the declaration. It's the same as like me getting on the podcast and Mm -hmm. saying, okay, everybody, this is going to happen. And I've got my megaphone. That's exactly right. And so yeah. anyway, I just remember him. So not doing an isolation doesn't mean you have to do it with a bunch of people. True. It means you have to have some visibility or accountability into this thing that you decided to be good Okay. At. I'm into that. Okay. I'm into that. Okay. Okay. Number two is that you have to get really clear on where this new thing goes on your list of priorities. So if okay. you're going to take something new on, uh, then you need to be able to say something probably needs to be shifted around. So I'm going to lose 50 pounds. What is it going to take for me to lose 50 pounds? Time and money. That time that it takes for me to exercise and for me to research and be really, you know, uh, 
focused on what I'm eating, maybe taking some new supplements, going to the doctor, doing blood work, all of that is going to be new information, new priorities, which means that I need to shift. Maybe I need to say, I can't be on the board for the next six months. I just don't have time Mm. to do that. Or I need to get somebody to drive the kids around because in the time that it takes for me to be shuffling kids back and forth from practice or whatever it might be, I need to be walking, whatever. So Mm -hmm. reprioritizing. I'm into it. Yeah. And you know, this comes up for you. We've talked about it a million times. Like if you, if you, if you want to claim something's a priority for you, you have to prove it. Um, the easiest way to prove it is with your finite resources, time and money, Mm -hmm. maybe square footage. Um, like the way you organize your home, like the space in your house, maybe it's effort or energy. Those are a little bit harder to measure, but, um, but yeah, I think you have to, you know, and this thing that you said about losing 50 pounds, that's, that's a little tougher there too, because it's like, oh, that's easy. I not easy to do perhaps, but it's easy to kind of go, oh, I lost one. I lost half pound mm-hmm. this week. I've lost two, um, you know, I gained whatever, like it's, you can watch it right. happen num- numerically yeah, on, on a it. machine mm-hmm. that you have, you know, versus your marriage. Like, how do you measure that? How do you, how do you decide what it is and what it isn't? I think that's, um, that's really a critical piece of the puzzle. And it, and it reminds me too, of a thing that I learned in kind of fundraising or sales. I was a fundraiser before I was a therapist about how you can manage. There's a difference between outcomes and outputs mm-hmm. or outputs and outcomes. Like I I'm going to make 50 phone calls. You can do that. I'm going to raise $500,000. That's you have no control over that. You have control over whether or not you make the 50 calls, but you don't have any control over whether or not you, you get the money. Yeah. And so I think part of it too, is like, if you're going to prioritize, you got to prioritize outputs without necessarily a ton of expectation on the outcomes, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like the outcomes will follow, but you can't just say, oh, I'm going to measure how good it is. Mm -hmm. It's more like I'm going to measure how much I do the thing that I'm in control of. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, (sighs) well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, so I'm going to put this in context of something that we do during our seven principal workshops is at the very beginning, we ask people, how do you want to show up? This is the output. Mm. So each person, you have the, the opportunity or you have the ability to control how you show up. So, you know, you might be scanning and you're like, oh, I'm feeling really defensive about all of this, or I'm really unmotivated. Mm -hmm. I'm hopeless, or I am uh, really tied to the outcome. I really want my partner to lean back into the relationship. And so the way that I want to show up is I just want to be open. So we're talking about the output. The output that I want to be intentional about is I just want to show up. I want to have a good attitude. I want to try. That's all I want to do. So that's something that we have folks do at the very beginning of the workshop. We Mm -hmm. never ask them, what do you want as a result of being at like the end of the workshop? Like, Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that we're having sex six nights a week. That, that Mm -hmm. question is never asked. That's the outcome. We're more focused on what do you have control over, which is the output? How do you Mm -hmm. show up in this workshop? Yeah. Cool. Right. I mean, I think it's good to have, goals that you want to have for results. It's just hard to, um, I mean, even the losing weight thing, right? Like I want to lose 50 pounds is really different than I want to get good at exercising. 
or I want to control my diet or I want to watch, I want to make sure that I'm taking care of my sleep or whatever. So I think, you know, if you're going to prioritize, prioritize what you can control, Mm -hmm. not what's outside of your control. Okay. So number one is accountability through other humans, Mm -hmm. like get the Mm -hmm. buy-in or get, get other people hooked into understanding what your journey is, what your goal is. Uh, oh, oh, I found another oh, A. Oh boy. What's your another yeah. A? Well, number one is accountability. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Number two would be adjust. Adjust your priorities. You got to adjust your priorities. Okay. You got to For If this is your first outputs. time listening to Marriage Therapy Radio, Sorry. Zach's really big on alliteration. He is an author and a writer, and this is just the way that his OCD brain works. Okay. Focus on your outputs, not your outcomes. Yeah. Okay. Number three okay. is that okay. you need to get your partner's support. So have your partner, they don't have to share the same goal or dream as you. So just because I want to be, Oh, my husband, like if my husband decides he wants to be a scratch golfer, which means that he shoots a zero, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. If he wants to be a scratch golfer, he's not asking me to be a scratch golfer. He's asking that I support his process, which Mm -hmm. means that I support him reprioritizing his time and his money, his resources that I am asking him, Hey, how did today's golf game go? Oh, it was really amazing. Or gosh, you look like you're walking kind of funny. Like how's your back doing with your swing, whatever it might be. So I'm checking Mm -hmm. in with him. Mm -hmm. So having the shared dream or being on board or having your partner say, I'm on board with this is really important for you to be able to take on a new, a new goal, whatever it might be. Right on. You're into that? Yeah, I, I, I'm into that. It's, uh, at the couple's level, it's an interesting one because couples come in and they say, you know, we want to fix the relationship. And I'm always clear at the beginning that therapy goes best when there's agreement about what the agenda yeah. is. Like, do we have a shared agenda? So that's that's my, me sneaking in the third A, <laughs> agreement. Like you have to have a, um, you have to have mutual buy-in on what you're working on. If you're going to be good at marriage, you can't do that by yourself. I think you can get good at, emotional intelligence. I think you can raise your sensitivity meter. I think Mm. you can, you know, develop relationship skills for sure, but you can't, you can't do this without some sense of shared buy-in. Um, the other, the other side of course is also true. Like you can't come into therapy and go like, if we fix Laura, we fix the relationship. If we fix her, me, like if I'm saying that as the husband or whatever, if if just, if we can get her straightened out. So it has to take two. I think that means there has to be some kind of agreement about, what the goal is and whether or not it's achievable and whether or not, you know, I'm going to participate with you in this process. Okay. So I want to untether this a little bit because I know that I'm talking in generalities. That's that didn't roll off the tongue. We had wanted it to about just taking on a new challenge, whatever that might be, yep. but also okay. being able okay. to use this in context of marriage. But there are often things okay. that happen where it's like, look, I'm not a defensive human being. That is something that you own, Zach. Like if I, if you and I were in a relationship Mm -hmm. and you said, man, this is the year 2023, I'm going to shirk this, this defensiveness. I'm going to get rid of it. This is something I'm focused on. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get some accountability. I'm going to reprioritize so that I can focus on how to be less defensive. And that might mean that you start reading books, you get a coach, you, whatever it might be. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to get my buy-in. My partner is going to support me. So I think the partner needs to ask the question, how can I support you? What can I do to help you become less defensive? So Mm -hmm. I I guess what I'm pushing back on is, yes, you need two people that were equally engaged in the relationship to make the relationship better. But there are certainly things that you own in that relationship that you can focus on that is just your one 
purpose or goal or whatever you want to get better at. And it might be, I need to stop drinking or I need to, uh, I need to take better self-care. I need to have better self-care for myself so I can show up in this relationship better, uh, whatever it might be. Or I need to finally, I need to get EMDR and I need to deal with the past trauma mm. in my relationship or in my life. So there's things that individually you can work on that make their relationship better. And how can your partner support you? Is that you on board with yeah, that? I'm, I'm pro that. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Okay. So number four, you going to come up with an A for this one? I don't know what it it's is. Consistency. So okay. <laughs> it's, it is the small things often motto. It's mm -hmm. that if you are going mm -hmm. to get really good at something, you don't have to, I've, I have to remind myself this often, um, when it comes to getting to a place where I can compete is that mm. it's just 20 minutes in the pool today is better than zero minutes. Or I could go out and I could, I missed yesterday, for example, mm. and today I have time. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to run for an hour. I'm going to bike for an hour and a half. I'm going to swim for an hour. I'm going to make it up. That is not mm -hmm. the key. The key is I probably should have just done something small yesterday and having these mm -hmm. small wins every single day. So I like that yeah. a lot consistency. It's just, you have to, you have to actually do it. You have to show up. I'm obsessed right now with a guy named Steven Pressfield, um, because I'm obsessed with the idea of resistance and all of the things that keep you from actually doing the work. One of his tips for, for overcoming resistance is just do the work, just show up, like just do it okay, consistently. Like, even if it's not the thing that you ultimately are going to do, like go ahead and do, just do the right. thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and consistency matters. Consistency is a, is a way that you can overcome resistance. I'm hoping that I can get Steven to come talk to us, but, mm. um, he, um, he's kind of blowing my mind about this whole topic about how to become good at something, mm. um, in the face of resistance. Yeah. We, I have come up with over time, lots of different ways for couples to kind of combat resistance. Like uh, we just don't have the time. Like, well, Actually, we've talked about this. Like, what would be the way that you could get a regular date night on the calendar? A way to do that is through accountability. Um, meaning I have already booked the neighbor girl to come and babysit every single Thursday mm -hmm. at five o'clock. And so I have the yeah. accountability to her. I will cancel all day long on myself and on my husband, but I will not cancel on this, this yeah. teenage girl that's trying to pay off, you know, her car or college or whatever it might be. Um, and so having accountability in that way. So I think I really like the idea of resistance and maybe that needs to be number five. Is that what we're on is identify. I mean, I could spend a whole episode talking about resistance. It's actually on my list on my piece of paper. Okay. I was like, I want to talk about resistance uh -huh. because it is a killer. That I mean that it just is a thing. Like when you wake up and you think, oh, there's something I got to do today. Um, the thing that's keeping you from that is resistance. And I think learning as much about that as possible Ooh. is really important. Okay. So it's interesting. I, I like to ask this question with couples that I'm meeting for the very first time, which is what is going to get in the way of you showing up for therapy mm -hmm. or what's going to get mm -hmm. in the way of you leaning in and doing the work. And that's always such a fun question to ask couples because it reveals a lot about them. And, uh, and you, you know, it might be, I'm, I'm overbooked. I, we don't have enough money. I have a hard time with childcare and consistent childcare. He travels a ton. Uh, COVID's got us down. There's a lot of things that are going to come up. And so I like to air them. Like, let's just talk about all the ways in which this is not going to go well. It's actually in the workshop. Yeah. Again, I could do that for 
a whole, I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm obsessed with it right now. <laughs> so maybe we can put a pin in it. All right. We'll put a pin in it and we'll come back. Okay. So here's, here's sort of on a broad scope. If you want to get really good at something, you don't do it in isolation. And that, what that looks like is accountability. I have to yep. include the A's for you because okay. that's all right. Uh, you need to identify your priorities. And that might mean that you, mm-hmm. there's a reshuffling of priorities. Like what is the time yeah, and money? Or adjust, adjust, adjust your priorities. Uh, number three, your partner needs to share your dream, meaning they need yeah. to support your dream. They don't have to. There needs to be some agreement. Agree, <laughs> agreement. There's the A. Yeah. Accountability. Uh, adjust. Adjustment. Agreement. Agreement. And then and consistency. Consistent and consistency. <laughs> if you can come up with the yeah. fourth A, that would be great. Um, consistency. Yeah. And then I would say maybe like become aware of your resistances. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right. So we just need an Awareness. A for the C. Sure. Yeah. Well, let's lay on this plane. I got to go clean my house before the house cleaners come. Right on. All right. Take it easy. I will see you soon. And um, yeah. Adios. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. If this sounded like something that you're interested in, leaning into your relationship and making it a priority, one way to do that, to get some accountability, to get some immersion into the skills of what it takes to make your relationship work, I have an eight-week series coming up. This eight-week series is intentional for couples who may have some distractions at home, maybe some small children. It starts on April 12th. It's every Wednesday from 6 p.m. to 7.15 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We'll be meeting for eight consecutive weeks, going each time through one of the seven principles for making marriage work. We'll be joining in a small group for some consistency, some accountability. See where I'm going there? You can find out more information on the website. It's Marriage Therapy Radio. Dot com. Again, this series starts on April 12th. You want to register soon so that I can ship you off all of your materials. Thanks for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.